who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? You get us, Queen's Podcast. And here at Queen's, we are spilling the tea on all kinds of women from history. From New Orleans voodoo queen, Marie Laveau, to Marie Antoinette, and everything in between. Each queen is paired with a cocktail recipe that will totally get you in the mood to hear the fun, dramatic, and juicy stories of fascinating women from history. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers! You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it! Hello! And we're rolling! Are we rolling? We're rolling! We're Rolling, 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 rolling. Come on, nice. I'm Kate. Oh, oh, we're doing this. Um, I'm Chantal. We never, we literally never do that. Consistently inconsistent. In yes, that's so good. That's our second new motto. You heard it here last. Consistently inconsistent. <laughs> great great words to live by yeah well I mean and the expectations are so low if exactly. that's our motto it's, this is true. there's nowhere this left to true. go but up <laughs> up 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 there's only oh no 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 Shania Twain no 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 <laughs> no Shania Twain Canadian icon <laughs> why you gotta go make things so complicated <laughs> Canadian icons. Yes, Canadian icons. Uh, Look at this photograph. <laughs> Canadian trash cons. <laughs> oh well, I had to throw it in there. Had, had to, throw to it had in to, there. had to. What are you reading? What are you doing? I am reading. Well, I started Paul Holt's book, Paul Holt's book. Mm-hmm. And then I just <laughs> wasn't ready for that so I moved on for some true crime no and he's talking a lot about himself and like I just oh he talks a lot about his first wife it's like kind of weird it gave me weird vibes I don't know if I was just like kind of vaping too hard last night so (laughs) it's like not really settling (laughs) but I started a different book and quite enjoyed it so I can't entirely blame it on a vape 
Okay. You well, know, it's a new book that you like though. So I started reading this book called, um, an anon- the anonymous girl. Okay. The, oh no, it's just, like- a, it's just a, not an, an anonymous girl. Okay. I was going to say, I feel like that sounds familiar. So I can't remember. I, I may have stolen it from you on Goodreads. You may have marked it to as read. It, when you mm-hmm. mark something as read, I try to find it. The book that I'm reading was one that you TBR'd or if I found it, cause I went on a bit of a kick finding books similar to mm-hmm. uh, that book that was really good about the crazy girl. Animal? Was that? No, 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 no. Oh. Um, you know the girl oh once we were the murderer one yes yeah the murderer one what was that one called (sighs) fuck I just looked never saw me coming never saw me coming never saw me never saw me coming yes yes so I went on a little binge on Goodreads looking at Mm -hmm. similar to never saw me Mm -hmm. coming and I Mm -hmm. think this book may have been there so it might have been a combo Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit of a steal maybe a little bit of a because I love that book like I wanted another book like that yeah little column a little column b we've called an anonymous girl what about you oh and i was just something i finished a book i think somewhere the one you're reading last (laughs) yeah probably something like that um don't ask me i literally haven't read personally because i'm a busy lady because you're a uh overtime career working. woman because you're I'm a career a woman woman overtime working is gonna be happy about that ot baby yeah well the government wants their money from me so don't even not... friggin yeah. get me started so but what you should really... do is buy a hammock this is true maybe i will buy a hammock are you watching anything are you reading anything or I'm... um like listening to anything I'm watching, I finished, I know I'm really late to the game, but I've been like having like a show going while I'm working and I was, I finally finished, um, Schitt's Creek, which I bawled like the whole last season. Oh my God. Simply the best. Oh my God. And then when Alexis is wearing a wedding dress, (laughs) it came with this, what'd she call it? Like a headdress or something? Yeah. It's a headdress. That's a veil. (laughs) yeah so good so good and then like yeah when she's like about to walk him down the aisle it's like I think I'm wearing a wedding dress (laughs) (laughs) and their brother and sister like so weird and Moira's like (laughs) pope (laughs) oh I love her anyways that show um, is just brilliant it's a riot it's so good and then I'm also watching Letter Kenny oh the latest season because I hadn't watched it because I wanted to watch Shorzy what that it's like a spin-off from Letter Kenny. it's about the hockey player and it's in Sudbury like it's like they are in Sudbury it's anyways it's funny just well, northern that's pretty dang cool northern hockey life so it's you're funny. watching some Canadian television this is true I am repping Canada we're Canadian yeah and you're not so <laughs> well there. apparently some of our listeners the majority are apparently, not apparently sorry. not hello maybe they want to learn how to speak like us hey. sorry sorry, sorry eh? <laughs> how about well, that how about that 
no anyway Not that's boring nothing blah 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 on. nothing going on except we have two new babes what up who are they what are Kristen, they Brianna what up hello and welcome take care of yourselves <laughs> or of au revoir <laughs> in advance it's very hot here today oh, like it's 30 hot. degrees in may which is it's swinging this temperature yeah. is up and down a lot like me yeah. and my emotions yeah same so um i cried in we... bed last night that's cool <laughs> Like my emotions. I'm just agreeing Emotional with you. damage. <laughs> tiny spiral. Uh, just a tiny, tiny. spiral. <laughs> Small spirals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should we talk about this damn book? Yes. This is our new book for June. Yeah, okay. All right. So we're reading Book Lovers. By we're Emily Henry. One. Yes. By Emily Henry. We're on week one. We're reading chapters one to nine. Yes. Full disclaimer, I could not start this book. I did I just had no desire to pick it up. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't. I started it and was like, but you know what? Mm -hmm. I kind of like it. (laughs) I told you. I told you. I kind of like it. I like that they're self-aware about the fact that it's a fluffy book almost yeah and yeah. like the banter I like the, yes yeah it's written so well yes yes like I think is. I laughed out loud twice I've been laughing out loud so yeah you yeah. were right because Chantal was trying to convince me like well you weren't really trying to convince me I knew I had to read it I wasn't gonna not read it I was trying to hype like, you up I was trying yeah, to hype trying you to help up me out it. support <laughs> book support book support, book support. I but, should get that on a t-shirt, right? But yeah, book support. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should. Okay, so okay. it starts with the prologue, which I think is an even number. I've thought it as a zero, zero, myself, zero. Which I think is okay. pretty even. Yeah, zero is an even number, I would say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we can't have two that? odds in a row. That no, defies mathematics. The logics of it all, you know. Science. Pythagorean theorem. I was just gonna say. No, it's not Pythagorean. What is it? Pythagoreans. Pythagorean. Sure. Fuck that guy. Couldn't have. Couldn't (laughs) be. And his theories. Blakely's theorem. Right. Blakely's theorem. It should be just like Smith's. Smith's theory. Triangle (laughs) theory. (laughs) The end. Acute, obtuse, all of the above. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. We start off and we... First of all, it doesn't really say her name in this first prologue. I noticed that, but it's Nora, the main character. We're learning about her and that books are her life and feels like she's read every single book and everything's the same. She can always like figure out what the plot twist is going to be. The classic romance hallmark fucking ending shit Mm -hmm, she's like mm -hmm. very like cynical about it Libby her sister is completely opposite like she loves a good romance novel and we also find out that her mom kind of sparked all this Mm -hmm. so she's the city person that's in these romance novels she's like uh, likening herself to those kind of people and she's the one that's uptight well-dressed Um, and in fact, she is actually a literary agent and she can be like found reading from atop her Peloton. Like she is the embodiment of like the city person. Mm -hmm. And so happens that she's the one who always gets dumped too. And it's happening again right now with Grant. Now. (laughs) Yeah. Right now. She's already experienced two post work trip breakups it's the, the typical she's being very cynical about it she's like uh-huh okay listening to him talk that mm-hmm. I'm not coming back this past week has changed me mm-hmm. and all of this and literally her comment is is she a baker like it's <laughs> like yeah. all the Hallmark movies like you see and yeah. very cheesy romance novels um yeah. she's literally laughing at him and um, in fact, he's st- staying, he was going to be, Grant was going to take over this hotel, but it ends up he falls in love with the daughter of the hotel owners. And now he's staying to help their blah, 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 whatever. He falls in <laughs> love with their daughter, Chastity, which is even whole more yes. hilarious to Nora. <laughs> She's essentially just as like, okay, whatever. Okay, gotta go. Bye. I'm living. I'm living my life. That's what mm-hmm. she said. Well, she's late for uh, a meeting. Yeah, she is late for a meeting, and which is not after, her thing. No, she's always on time. Very punctual. Always um, on time. Gave uh, you my heart. Uh, uh, Baby, okay. be mine. <laughs> she's reflecting on what it is to be a woman, though, and I wrote this down because it is kind of true um 
And she says that there's no good way to be a woman. If you show your emotions, you're hysterical. But if you keep your emotions tucked away, you're a heartless bitch. Mm -hmm. So essentially she's kind of identifying as the latter Mm -hmm. and she doesn't really seem to care that that's how she's portrayed. I think Mm -hmm. she kind of maybe takes pride in that. Um, I feel like it just make, like allows her to get shit done. Like exactly. She that yeah. She's like, w- it's working for her. So yeah, exactly. Um, so she has a, the meeting that she's laid late for is with Charlie Lest- Lestra, Lestra, something along those lines, Charlie, <laughs> he's an editor, but like he has a big reputation behind him. And she's feeling a little bit nervous because she's late and he's very punctual. Um, She likens him to a metropolitan vampire because he's dressed (laughs) in all black, very goth, and he's very testy with her. He, as soon as she walks in, he just says, you're late. Uh Um, They're starting off on the wrong foot and they clearly don't like each other. They're back and forth. The meeting is to show charlie dusty fielding's latest novel um and he's just like not interested thanks for coming the conversation and meeting seems very short um and yeah he's just not impressed he went so far as to say that the book was like not like readable readable yeah he said it's not exactly (laughs) (laughs) so she was pretty insulted Nora gets an email later that day from Charlie and says to keep him in mind for any of Dusty's future projects. Um, And then they kind of go back and forth and she's very like adamant on getting the last word. And it's very like, okay, bye. Okay. X. X. (laughs) Yeah. What does that mean? Hug? Like, what does an X mean? I would never send just an X. I'd rather send a blank email. (laughs) honestly oh why didn't she the x was weird but yes it was she was but adamant just your on getting signature like yeah. just your signature <laughs> or like an emoji peace son bye two years later holla they are in nyc it is hot it is gross it is muggy it smells beautiful <laughs> setting the scene Um, Nora's with Libby and we find out that Libby is Nora's baby sister and Libby is five months pregnant, pregnant and wondering how Nora can get dumped three times in a quote, full lifestyle swap. So that's like the hallmark vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, and Nora's like, actually it's four, but I don't really want to talk about Jacob. So I'm not even going to say anything. (laughs) Yes. It is interesting that the men keep ending up with, it's like, she's, you know how some people feel like they're either good luck or bad, bad luck, depending on how you think of it. But like everybody that they date, the next person, that person dates, they get married to. So it's like, they feel like they're either a good luck oh. term or like a bad luck term. It's mm-hmm. like, she's that, like, mm-hmm. she's the one that makes them go, nah, nah, <laughs> I need not to about get rid. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. She's talking about the differences and similarities between Nora or between Libby and herself. And she thinks that um, she herself got her mom's height, but that Libby got all of the good looks, essentially, Um, more in like a pleasant way. It sounds like Nora is quite beautiful as well, but um, Mm -hmm. not as the striking, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Vibrant. yeah. Yeah. 
it just kind of sounds like Libby's girl next door and Nora is like businesswoman. Yes. Yeah. Like Kardashian shit or something. Yes. Libby seems like like she's very, yeah. Go with the flow, like kind of just whatever lifestyle. Yeah. Like if they were gossip girl characters, Nora would be Blair and Libby would be Serena. Okay. Does everybody understand now? Yes. We get it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we also find out that their dad left before Libby was born and when Nora was just a child. Um, their lives, Nora and Libby's lives, it sounds like they're very close and that their lives are always very in sync in a way where they'll like ask to meet up for lunch and they're just randomly in the same part of the city or whatever. But Nora has been feeling that things are really off right now and she doesn't like it at all. She's trying to figure out how to fix it. Um She's going over what could have happened. She's thinking of like, there's a little thing in her brain that thinks maybe like Libby doesn't like how much she works or prioritizes work or whatever. Um, She also is noticing that Libby looks really, really tired. And Brendan, who is Libby's husband, who Libby has been with since she was in her 20s, um, they both refuse money from Nora and Nora makes good money so she feels like she has to get creative to give them Mm -hmm. money which is so interesting like Mm -hmm. you'd Mm -hmm. almost just want to be like why does it matter like Mm -hmm. I have so much money I don't need all this money let me give you some money (laughs) yeah and it seems like further along as we get like it seems like Libby and her nieces are her life yeah essentially like she loves them and is is obsessed with them yeah Yeah. It's weird. Like it's weird. That sense of pride. Like I wonder where it comes from Mm -hmm. with Libby and with other people where it's like, this would literally make Nora so happy to be able to help you. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But it's that pride. Like, no, we don't Mm -hmm. need your help. Whatever. Anyway. Um, Libby is upset about Nora's breakup. It kind of sounds like she's maybe more upset than Nora is. (laughs) And Nora ends up making Libby laugh. And she remembers a time when quote Libby couldn't when quote sorry Nora couldn't coax her grieving sister out of bed so there's just a little droplet there that we know that something something happened fortunately we don't have to wait like 7,000 chapters to find Mm -hmm. out what happened so that's nice true true (laughs) um they end up subconsciously at their childhood apartment which is a beat above a bookstore called Freeman Books um oddly they are displaying dusty fielding's book with the movie tie-in cover once in a lifetime which is also the book that nara tried to pitch to charlie mm-hmm. yes um she loves the big like fuck you that she gets to have over charlie with the success of that book so she mm-hmm. she's like i don't think about it that often but like pretty often <laughs> Which I mean, I would too, if someone told you that something was garbage and you were like, "Mm -hmm, cool. And then you made it like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's just like, I feel like Nora is also probably one of those people where like when someone tells her she can't do it, she's probably like, all right, (laughs) I'm gonna do that. Yeah. 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 Um, we also find out that Nora vets people before dating them, including fetishes, (laughs) which I mean, smart it sounds like she's got a checklist and like a criminal check kind of vibe so there's a lot to go there's a lot with Nora Mm -hmm. it seems um 
Libby suggests that maybe they go on a month-long getaway, like just the two of them, because it's slow time for Nora's work. The last time they took a trip was when they went to California and something happened then because Nora doesn't like to think about it. Then we find out that their mom died. So that's sad. Um, Libby, and that was like the big thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Their mom died when Libby was 16 and Nora was 20 or 19, something like that. Yes, along those lines. Yeah. 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 Libby is begging Nora to go. She can see that something is like super wrong with Libby. So she says yes. And then Libby's like, oh, that's good. And pulls out two plane tickets. She's like, I'm pretty sure these are non-refundable. Um, so <laughs> Such we're a leaving. Brat move. Such now. a brat move. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Nora asks where they're going. And Libby <laughs> says that they're going to Sunshine Falls, which is a real place. And it's the place that once in a lifetime was based on mm-hmm. small little town. Hallmark a Small movie. little town. Small mm-hmm. little town. And Libby says Nora is going to fall in love with the lumberjack. And this made me laugh out loud. So I wrote it down. Quote, if there's one thing that makes me horny, it's deforestation. (laughs) That was Nora's response. (laughs) I love her deadpanness. It's amazing. I love it. Me too. All right. Over to you. So this is... Nora's first vacation in 10 years. Um, Yes, she's very, she does not like traveling. She does not like taking time off work or leaving her clients. She's very like, I guess what you would call quote unquote, a workaholic by the the sounds of it. But she also really likes her bed, which yes, same. Yes. She researched it. She had to, she knows that that's a good bed. So Nora loves a list and loves a checklist. So then Libby makes a whole itinerary kind of like trip bucket list for them. And she's called it the life-changing vacation list. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we start to find out that Libby is very spontaneous person. She's been a baker. She's been like a thrift store, like reseller. She's been a hairdresser. She's been like whatever her heart fancies essentially in that moment. (laughs) Um, and so there's like some of the, um, typical things on the list, like a makeover and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then there's another one. Number five on the list is that you have to go on two dates with local people. Nora's obviously like, um, no, not interested. Skinny dipping was also in there. Oh yes. Yes. She has to skinny dip. And then it's funny though. She's like, um, but well, aren't you going to like, um, like get a disease and you're yeah. pregnant and she's like, okay, you have to do that alone. Like she's like poking holes in some of these. And then it's just like, okay, well, we won't do that. It's like, okay, well, you have to do it by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, I actually wrote down what Nora said. She's like a lone 32 year old woman naked in the local swimming hole. Yes. Sounds like a good way to get arrested. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. we're 32 and I feel that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and some of the other ones are like, go on a hike and then yes. it's like worth it question mark yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. like and then I wrote that's when I wrote okay this book is funny like this yeah. is good 
Um, and the last thing on the list is to save a local business. So, uh-huh. okay, okay. Nora's very like reserved and is having a lot of thoughts. Um, she's like, how am I going to manage like even one week being here? <laughs> um, let alone four. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, and there's a mention of Jacob again. Also, I feel like she could have spelt the name Jacob normally. Oh, it's a I book. Hate that. <laughs> I know that's, that's a pet peeve of yours. <laughs> I hate um, it. I hate it. Yes. So any mention of like California trips, anything like that brings up this memory of Jacob with a K um, into Nora's mind, which is obviously a no-no. She like shuts it down right away. Mm-hmm. Um so they arrive in Sunshine Falls and the cab driver's like, oh, like, who's your family here? That's the only reason people come here. And then at that point, I'm like, oh, shit, this is not going to be good. Nora's wondering if they're going to get mi- murdered because like they're in the middle of nowhere. And apparently so is this cottage that they're staying at called Good Goods Lily Cottage, which I don't like. It doesn't roll off the tongue. I hate it. I didn't Goods, even write it down. That's Lily how much I didn't cottage. Care. Libby's like, well, they did call it the stairway of he- to heaven or whatever. And it turns out they get dropped off at this massive steep hill at the bottom of a massive steep hill with like a massive amount of stairs that Nora has to carry everything up in, in her like high heel shoes. It seems <laughs> like a whole. She's like, they did say it wasn't yeah. wheelchair accessible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So they're getting along Nora and Libby. She's Nora's feeling like things are starting to feel better from um, starting to feel better between them already. And then her phone starts ringing for work. And then she kind of feels like, okay, I'm starting to see that it's maybe my work that's getting in between, but they start unpacking and you can see that they're very much related. Um, This is their Stephen family wisdom is good skincare makes you more money. Good underwear makes you confident and good books make you happy. So that's their kind of like philosophy family motto. So like they're unpacking and they have the exact same things, both her and Libby. Um, Libby's exhausted. So she naps and Nora is going to go and explore Sunshine Falls and find some dinner. She hungry. Um, she's starting to recognize the landmarks from the book. And she's like reminiscing about growing up in New York city while she's also wandering around the, t- the time, uh, the, around the town and her excitement though, turns into despair quite cl- quickly upon closer expe- inspection of the town. Um, mm. And she's very worried about what Libby is going to think because she's expecting the book. Yeah. Which I mean, if you just did your research, like, I mean, you yes, Google that shit. I'm sure. Yes. This was real. Yes. Yes. Um, and then she ends up at a place called the mug shot. Nora is going into mug and shot yeah. or whatever. Shot, yeah. shot, mug, mug shot. Oh, I get it. Mug shot. Okay. So she's going in it. and she literally runs into quote and the most gorgeous man I've ever seen or like almost literally runs into him she doesn't say anything to him but she's like damn okay okay 
And so she goes in and she's at a cafe. She's excited. She's like, this is sweet. She sees some sandwiches. She's like, hell yeah, I'm gonna eat those. This is great. Perfect. Awesome. And then she sees a second handsome man at the cafe. And she's like, damn, but this guy's like conventionally more handsome, not like most gorgeous ever. Like he's not lumberjack. He's just like regular dude. (laughs) But it turns out that it is Charlie Lastra. Dun, dun, dun. But she's literally like, yeah, that's exactly what she's thinking. So she's like, there's no way it's actually him. Like there's no way. So what does she do? Only the most logical thing. She hides behind a bookshelf. (laughs) and and decides to email him to see if she'll get like an out of office like she's like oh maybe I can find out like if he's around like it won't be like I'm out of office Uh in sunshine town or whatever yeah Yeah, in sunshine falls yeah (laughs) could you imagine if your out of office had to give like a drop pin to exactly where you were this is where I am Uh, in the bathroom or like for me, if I was off work, it would just be constantly in bed napping. Napping. <laughs> From the bed to the hammock to the bed. So she emails him. But instead, she ends up getting a response. And they are just having a little quippy little chat about Bigfoot erotica MBD. She's like, it's him based on the timing of sending emails and getting responses. She literally can't figure out what he's doing there. She sends him an email and while he's distracted and talking to the barista or whatever, she books it. She's like, I have got to get out of here. So she runs. She literally runs. Skedaddles. Yep. She goes home and Libby can't believe that he's there either. And she starts concocting all these super fan once in a lifetime theories as to why he's there. Like he secretly loves the book and the movie and all of that, which is very funny. Um, While they're having this discussion, they're chatting or whatever. And Nora realizes that Libby needs a bigger house with two kids, a husband and a third baby on the way. So she's going to have to find her something that she can afford because she won't take money from her. I feel like this is probably a plot line that will keep unfolding, which is why I mentioned mm. Um, They decide to have a Hepburn night, which is a sweet little night that they used to have with their mom. Um, and these nights are close to Nora's heart because they taught Nora that heartbreak was a solvable puzzle, which very much ex- kind of, I feel like mm-hmm. that's Nora in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Libby falls asleep and Nora emails everyone in her contacts to find li- her a new place. Um, she gets an email while she's sitting out back, not sleeping, just like looking around because she's like in a strange place and a little bit of a, uh, people who can't sleep. What are they called? Insomnia. Mm-hmm. Insomniac. And she gets an email and she's like, oh, sick. A lead. It is not a lead. It is Charlie. And they have a little bit of a more flirty combo back and forth. Although she keeps saying that like, she doesn't want to cross like the line of professionalism, even though like Charlie is kind of making her do that or whatever. And Charlie ends up calling her a shark or mentions that she is called a shark. um, And the editors are scared of her. And she's like, what do they actually call me that? 
and she starts thinking about it because she's almost kind of offended. And then she realizes her <laughs> boss, Amy, calls her agenting approach, quote, smiling with knives, which I loved. <laughs> smiling with knives. Um, and they just have banter. They banter back and forth for a bit. And then Nora tries to go to sleep. She is awoken with a startle to a recurring dream slash nightmare that she's been having. And it's about being with their mom in their old apartment. But Nora's the only one who realizes that her mom is gone in the dream. So it, yeah, it would be very upsetting to my heart. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously it's, it's quite sad. They obviously miss their mom quite a bit. Um, But Nora had only slept for three hours last night and she needed city noise to fall asleep. Um, But since she can't sleep, she better go for a workout because she's like feeling antsy and there's no Peloton at the good cottage. (laughs) Dang. Yeah. Um, And we even find out that Libby had tried to contact their, this is while she's running, she's reflecting um, that Libby had tried to contact their real, like their father. And he didn't even respond when she told him that she was pregnant, which is really sad. He don't care. No, he don't care at all. (laughs) So Nora's running and she sees the local hottie that she literally ran into. Wheat woo. Wheat woo. And she's like running. And then all of these things are going through her head. Should I say hi? Do you think he's going to stop and come and talk to me? And she takes um, path number four. And that's just to fall on her face into deer poo. <laughs> all over her hand. I thought all of over you. her hands. Yeah. Ew. Oh. Poor Brandy. <laughs> no, poor oh. mom. I poor don't know me. If you've ever told that story on the podcast. No. Do you want to no. tell it real quick? I can tell the story if you want to hear everybody. Yeah, tell it real quick. We all want to hear. It's very funny. My dog is very dramatic. She. <laughs> I was walking my dog in fall, and it was past daylight savings time, so it was dark. Mm-hmm. This needs to be set up. My dog is limping, so I am worried. For her and she doesn't stop limping so then I think that there's something stuck in her paw pad so like, I she's injured she's injured I was convinced that she's injured well turns out she stepped in poo and didn't want to walk on that leg anymore and I found out by trying to clean out what I thought was stuck in her paw pad which ended up being poop and then I got poop all over my hands nice yeah, yeah, so that's why I thought of you. That's why, literally, I'm scat, hand. <laughs> I'm scat hand. I'm scat hand. Scat hand, Chan. Scat hand, Chan. That's me. <laughs> oh my god. Um, she literally like tries to like pull the her hair out of her face, and she uses her scat hand too, which I feel like was probably me after too. I was. Oh no. Oh. Um, like you can't help but like hold it up in hold the air far away from you as you walk. <laughs> like, what's wrong with what her? Wrong with you? Is she good? And you're like, Ugh. um, she makes it back home. I hope she washes her hand. I'm assuming she does. Um, she's yeah, trying plot. 
Yeah. I need to know that. Did did that happen? Um, she's trying to still trying to, um, um, do damage control for Libby. So she's like, let's go grocery shopping like three towns over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they're looking Libby's like, let's do our makeover or whatever. And so this makes Nora very hesitant about the list, but she's torn because she quote fucking loves a list. So she feels like it's her like duty to complete this. Um, Plus she we find loves Libby. Uh, yes. She also loves her sister very much. Um, we find out about Libby again. She's so spontaneous that she showed up to, she showed up and debuted a pixie cut on her own wedding day. <laughs> I was thinking like that gave me anxiety. I was like, Oh Lord. <laughs> oh Lloyd. Oh Lloyd. Um, so uh, later on Libby, com- um, Libby confided into Nora that she had cut her hair into a pixie cut because she was feeling a bit of cold feet and she just needs like these big changes to kind of ground herself almost. So not for Nora's, no not understand that (laughs) no so that's why she's um Nora's thinking that for baby number three she's strained and stressed because of their lack of finances and space so she needs this big massive change before the baby comes and um She feels like she's getting on the right track, but she knows she has to kind of like play along with Libby and Libby needs to work through this before Libby will come to her. But she loves Libby so much that she would shave her head for her. So I'm like, oh, she's going to have to have a shaved head, but that's not the case. Um, They are doing the blind makeover and they pick their colors and they do their haircuts on each other. And... Of course, Libby is amazing at everything. So Nora's hair looks bomb and Libby just starts crying. (laughs) And so Nora's like, oh no, like I (laughs) fucked up so bad because she picked pink hair dye Mm -hmm. and cut it into like a short kind of bob thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And She's like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's just hair. Um, we'll go get so it fixed. She, we'll get it fixed. Yeah. Like we'll go and find a hairdresser right away. And she just embraces Nora and is like, I love it. She mm-hmm. loves it. She was so, mm-hmm. I think she just really needed that with her sister, like a big change. Yeah. And her well, sister and knew that. Nora gave the reasoning, like with the yes. Oh, yes. thing. Yes, yes, and- yes. I feel like mm-hmm. that was, I feel like yes, Libby yeah. was touched yes. that Nora remembered. Never. Like the grade nine little memory was the reason why she picked the pink hair dye Nora did um, was because she, Libby had been bugging her mom for weeks and weeks to dye her hair pink. And her mom finally did give in to like a, like a semi-permanent dip dye type yeah, of yeah, yeah. dye job and so that's what reminded her, her. and then Lily uh, Libby is just kind of overcome and she's just I think she needed to get some things off her chest but I did appreciate that she just said I miss weed 
<laughs> at the end of yes. that she was just like I miss I miss while you're stoned you're like yes same me too me I too. just have ha, 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 ha. <laughs> something I wanted to mention about so like it's painted as if Nora's hair is like professionally blonde oh, yes yes and I'm thinking about how expensive that would be and how like like I feel like that just goes to show how much she values her sister exactly yes because it's like a huge part of her identity I'm picturing like it like white platinum blonde Mm -hmm. like perfectly cut Mm -hmm. and then she just lets her sister dye and cut her hair Yes, when she goes yeah. back into her hairstylist, her hairstylist is probably going to be like, what the fuck, you box dyed? Like, yes, yeah, yeah. That's not yeah. allowed. No. <laughs> so Charlie emails Nora. He's like essentially asking for Nora's number. So she gives it to him, even though it's in her email signature. Um, Libby and Nora are going out for dinner, which is fun. They walk into town and Nora is hoping to just be like hella optimistic in hopes that Libby won't like notice that the town is kind of shitty and be disappointed, (laughs) which is funny. Um, They find a restaurant called Papa Squats. Wait, Papa Squat. (laughs) Oh, they did. Pop a squat. Is that what it's supposed to be? Oh, my gosh. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't get it. Oh my god! I just thought it was like a person, oh. Papa. Oh my god! <laughs> I really- no, you're fucking with me. I just got it. I just got it right. Oh this my second. god! <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Oh. Um, they walk in. Libby's like, "We're eating for five. The hostess like looks at the two of them trying to do the math and Nora says quote I don't even know this woman she's been following me for three blocks which I just loved like that's something I would totally say like I just love that who is this person I don't even know you I would 100% say that um it does not seem as if Nora is impressed with this establishment she when she tries to order a salad the waitress asks you sure Nora says not anymore <laughs> which is just really honestly funny. honestly <laughs> just super funny um Libby goes to the bathroom and Nora checks her emails Dusty has submitted her first draft of her first few chapters on her new book which is a big deal because she's sounds like she's past deadline and it's like mm-hmm. Nora's job to coax her out of them so she sent them yes. so she's like holy shit she scans through the document and the first line says they called her the shark and Nora says what the fuck right out loud whoa, 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 whoa. what <laughs> what and that ha- this has me wondering like is Charlie a part of this somehow like how did that happen you know mm. like why would he say that that seems like to but then again, if they actually do call her the shark and she just had no mm-hmm. idea, but how would she not know? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like if you had a nickname, you'd know, mm-hmm. even if it's behind your back. I don't know. True. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just used to reading like thriller books. So I'm like picking out every single little detail. You're like, is this a red <laughs> herring? Yeah. Is this a red herring? <laughs> is this something um, I need to know or is it going to confuse yes. me? 
Yeah. Yeah. Or like, is this something I need to mention in case it all comes together in the end? And I'm like, oh yeah, forgot about that. (laughs) That little thing. She realizes that Dusty has written about a film agent. So very different. That's good. So Um, different. (laughs) The character's name is literally Nadine and she is very much like Nora in all of all of Nora's ways. It's like she's written about Nora and you can't hide it. Like it's not hideable. Um, But the worst part is that it's also very good. So there we go. Yeah. Nora goes to find Libby because she's like super unsettled and she's a little tipsy and she walks, quote, holy shit, my nose type of walking into Charlie and falls onto the ground. Right on her bum. Right on her bum. Bum. Right on her papa squat. (laughs) Right on her papa squat. (laughs) Hey, uh. (laughs) so her first thing that she says to Charlie, which would have me saying red flag is I'm not stalking you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably should have probably should have done something else. (laughs) Something else. So we find out that Charlie is actually from Sunshine Falls. All right. Mm-hmm. So it's all coming together. Yes. And she is very adamant on showing somebody this first chapter, which she is, like you'd said, she's a bit tipsy and it's against her better judgment, but she's got to show somebody. Which um, I understand. Like, you know, mm-hmm. when you get like a bombshell email or something and yeah. you're like, oh, I just need someone else to confirm that this is actually what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. So um, she's showing Charlie this um, first chapter, but while he's reading it, Jacob comes to mind and what his life is might be like right now. Um, he's a farmer and his wife is like, doting and they have children and she's which the just, wife is like one of the guys yes yeah exactly carefree. She's, yes it, opposite of yeah. Nora essentially <laughs> just like all the other ones yep. um and then Libby shows up and is like what's going on here uh where were you and <laughs> She's like, oh, okay. Um, actually, I've got to go. I'm really tired. And um, okay, like, so bye. And um, <laughs> I'm just gonna go get a cab. Peace, bye. See you later. I already called it. Okay, bye. <laughs> Sorry, gotta go. Um, <laughs> Nora's like, before Nora can even understand what Libby's doing, she's like, what is going on? And then she realizes and is like, no, don't leave me here. Um, and then she's like, I'll. Libby texts her when she's waiting for the cab that's actually not here um is saying have fun with like Mr. Hot Man which Charlie Ooh. also reads over her shoulder <laughs> yikes um so they're kind of flirting and bantering back and forth um he's smouting which is a smirk pout is his <laughs> how do you do that we we just look really sad he gets really good service from the bartender he's like I almost married her (laughs) um he keeps calling her Nadine she's kind of just like wants validation like is this book about me or what and Mm -hmm, he's just mm -hmm. like it and he does make a good point and he's like even if 
she does think that of you, it doesn't mean that it's true. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't know, know you. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is starting to like open up. I think it's the booze talking because they keep ordering <laughs> drinks. Too. Yeah. Um, she tells him like, I know I'm a great agent, but I'm embarrassed, ashamed and hurt that somebody saying this stuff about her. And Mm. she's like, turns out I do have feelings, but I'm fine. Like she's like, oh, I want to eat all this back up into me Mm though. Everything's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Um, they're giving each other ass back and forth. And she's like, wait till somebody writes about you, the amber eyed asshole editor. And she decides in that moment, like, yeah, he's hot. Okay. He's a hottie. Can we pause for a second? I had yes, to yes. read the line <laughs> amber eyed asshole several times and did not realize it was about Charlie. I thought that it was some like Bigfoot erotica thing. Like the butthole was amber eyed. <laughs> amber eyed. Literally. I took it literally and I was like, that's a really graphic way of talking about a shitty a hole, <laughs> a shitty butt. <laughs> literally shitted obviously the booze is talking to him too he's very like I find Nadine fascinating and she's Mm -hmm. my fictional crush Mm -hmm. she's Nora's like are we flirting like what's going on here but she's also like no yeah she's because she's like I need to be checking my checklist like mm-hmm. I have not consulted my checklist I cannot mm-hmm. be doing this yeah. um um she tries to change the subject she's like so what is there to do and see around here and he's just like do you like grass <laughs> there's lots oh, around here they're funny um yeah they are funny they do have a good banter back and forth mm-hmm. um they are telling each other, like, I can read you like a book because you're just like me. This is Charlie telling Nora. As soon as you leave New York City, you just want to go back. Um, and Nora tries to deny it, but he can tell he knows her tell, which is her lying dimple. She is part. She's starting to put like two and two together. He sh- he didn't like the book because she's from he's from around here. Obviously, duh. Mm-hmm. I realize that as soon as he said like I'm from here mm-hmm. <laughs> um but also and- it probably makes a little more sense with like mm-hmm. the how like pretty everything was painted in the book and how yes. it's like actually not so he's like yes. this is not readable because it is inaccurate she's just like oh what is there some bad memories about this place he's very like trying to put them off that's a no-go right now and he remarks didn't she like didn't your sister google sunshine falls at all like she could have literally street viewed it and seen that it's there's nothing here um (laughs) he wants to know that why she's really here with libby and she's adamant that they're on a vacation but her lying dimple is telling him otherwise Uh oh Uh oh so what do they decide to do about it well, I'll tell you, they decide to play a game of pool to decide if Nora's going to tell him why they're actually there. 
or I guess they're having a bad day. I don't know. I can't remember at this point. Anyway, Charlie challenges her to a game of pool. Whoever wins gets to know about the other person's bad day or like their secret or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he tells her, she's like, no, I never played pool before or whatever. And he tells her that he'll play left-handed, but Nora was a pool shark in college and she doesn't tell Charlie this. So she asks if he's going to teach her how to play. And he says, <laughs> which was my favorite. I really wonder what you think your face is doing right now, Steven. <laughs> I think she was like trying to look innocent. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, and he's going to show her how to shoot. It gets a little steamy. She ends up sinking some balls and tell him, telling him that she used to play. And he ends up doing the exact same thing and tells her that he's actually left-handed. So, LOL, they're both tricking each other. Uh-uh. They play some games. He wins two. She wins one. He jokes about signing an NDA and then makes like a napkin version, which is funny. And they joke about that. Um, we also find out that the no- the novel is very clearly bothering Nora a lot a lot a lot Mm -hmm. um she explains to Charlie that it's different for him because he's a man just back to what you were saying in the beginning how she felt like women and men have to be outwardly different to achieve the same results which is true and a bullshit like just bullshit in general coming from a woman's perspective Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um She goes on to a rant about how men don't want a woman, men don't want a woman like her either. um, And how they always end up just blah, 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 blah. She's drunk and she's Mm -hmm. going for it. Mm -hmm. Um, She tells him why her and Libby are there because Libby wanted to go and they have this list. She also worries about Libby while she's pregnant. I wrote down, I thought, I like this quote, there are just too many things that can go wrong, too many ways to fail about being pregnant and why Nora is choosing to remain childless. And I was like, well, I resonate with that. Mm-hmm. Um, she asked why he wanted to catch a flight when they met two years ago. And he says that it's the same reason that he is in Sunshine Falls now. And it's because his dad has had another stroke. He had a stroke before. Mm. So I feel like instantly she's kind of like ah fuck but it's also Mm -hmm. very interesting that they both had something awful Mm -hmm. uh, like that happened but they both still show up like (laughs) no wonder it was such a bad first meeting yes yeah yeah um and Nora also says here which I also agreed with was quote the more you tell a person about yourself the more power you hand over I often find myself sharing something with someone and then being like, oh, should I take that back? Like, I don't want them to know that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Take that control Z, control Z. Right? Um, They end up having a little moment and it's almost as if they could kiss. They're still drinking. They're still at the bar. She feels like they're so similar. She obviously likes him, even though she says she doesn't like him. Um, and just in that moment, it starts to pour on the metal roof. So it's like tippy tappy on drugs. It breaks her out of the little trance that she was in. And she says that she should go. He's like, I'll drive you. She's like, no, I want to walk. And so he says that they're going to share. No, he said that they should share a cab. And she said, no, I want to walk. And then he insists that they're sharing his umbrella. Hmm, his brawly ellie oh 
So she tells him where they're staying and he finds it bizarre, bizarre that they're staying at the bizarre, um, that they're staying at the good Lily cottage, the goods Lily cottage, because he doesn't feel like Nora belongs there. And also it's my parents' place. (laughs) (laughs) And in fact, and in fact, that he usually stays there when he's in town. <laughs> Damn it. So right now he's sleeping in his childhood bedroom in his race car bed. <laughs> do you think that was true? Or do you think he was just kidding? I hope he's kidding, but maybe. <laughs> I hope it's true. <laughs> she, He's like, okay, get on my back. It's piggyback. Your shoes are all fucked up and getting stuck in the fucking grass. And they're and too nice. They're Yeah, they're too nice to be walking in the mud. And he, she gets on his back and she just, her dignity is gone at this point because her dress is up (laughs) around her arse. Um, And she's been, also, I made a note, she's been smelling him like a lot. And then she finds out that they wear the same perfume cologne called books. Yes. Um, Which I want to smell. I was like, mm -hmm. it does sound like a good description. Um, he tells her that she should forgo, um, forgo number five on that list, because if she finds somebody here, she's either going to like get their hopes up or they're going to keep you here forever. And then they start smooching and getting hot and heavy. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, so I'll just skip over that a little bit, but you can (laughs) picture that, um, in the rain and everything like that. Less verity, Um, more notebook. Yes, exactly. Um, they Says the pull... girl who's never watched oh, the yeah. notebook. <laughs> exactly. I've never seen it, but I can imagine. I've seen that scene before. The one <laughs> you the know, rain. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then he, they pull away from each other. And just what you want to hear after you're making out with somebody was, shit, I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly it. That's what you hope for. Yeah. Um, they go back and forth. He says, I can't get involved. This is a mistake. And she's like, fine. And he's like, fine. I didn't mean to anyways. And blah, blah, blah. Let's pretend this never happened. Well, she's staring at his boner. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, she is. (laughs) Um, and then that chapter ends with like a little something I thought maybe good to write down. And her reckless decisions always have disastrous consequences. Hmm. Dang. Dang. Is that a foreshadow background? Is that a background Maybe. foreshadow? Maybe it is. Nora is nine. Her mom gets a role in a crime procedural and starts dating the showrunner. He gets back with his wife and her character is killed off. She is upset. She avoids parts of the shitty city. (laughs) (laughs) Nora has never seen her mother so distraught. This is when Nora decided that she would never fall in love. And then she met Jacob. She moved Mm. in with him. And then two weeks later, her mother died. Mm. That is very dramatic and Mm -hmm. sucks. She had decided that she was going to move back in with Libby and she was going to stay in school even though she was going to have to hustle because that's tuition and Libby was deciding that she wanted to go to school and she's her dependent and it's all just very chaotic um Jacob gets a writing gets sorry into a writing program and leaves he breaks up they break up goodbye um she would only go on first dates with men for a meal never a second date (laughs) 
She watched people around her start coupling up and settling. She starts, um, she decided that she's only going to start dating after her career is on track because she is realizing that, as I said, people are settling and she thinks that people could do more with their potential. Um, and she has checklists and a carefully and carefully weighted decisions. So she knows she's going to get to where she wants to be. She can't believe what happened between her and Charlie. They will both pretend it didn't happen. She wants to keep things professional. Mm -hmm. Like don't shit where you eat kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Libby says Charlie does not count for her number five. Nora shows Libby Dusty's book and Libby says it's Nora fan fiction and that she hopes it gets smutty. <laughs> and Libby goes, yeah. And then Nora goes to find some Wi-Fi. She needs that good internet. That good internet. That good, and it's good. done. It's done. Okay, the book's over. Goodbye. <laughs> the book's over. Goodbye. <laughs> Well, we'll just have to see where this one goes, huh? Yeah, I guess so. I am impressed that I don't hate it. So that's good. Yes. I am glad that you don't hate it. I was worried that you were going to be like, okay, Chantel, even though you told me that it was good-ish, I hate it. I think I just had a preconceived, I was just judging a book by its cover. I I did too. I do too. I did too. It's good to get out of your comfort zone. Do you think that chart, okay, this is what's going to happen. She's going to go on a date with the local hottie. Mm-hmm. She's going to like start liking the local hottie. Charlie's mm-hmm. going to be like, eh, and then Jelly. they're going to get together. Yeah. Libby's well, going to get together yeah. because they yeah. both live in the city and that's perfect for yeah. them. They both love it. They have the same sort of job, but Libby's going to get a house and then fucking uh, Nora's going to dye her hair pink. The end. Yeah. The end. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Hey, Jenny, have you um, ever heard of a vampire slayer? Do you mean the one girl in all the world with the strength and skill to fight the vampires, demons, and forces of darkness? I do. Oh, yeah, I've heard of her. Cool. My name is Jenny Owen Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together, we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Never seen Buffy before? We will protect you. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? Ho, 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 ho. Your search is at an <laughs> end, my friend, because we did exactly that. So if you've never watched Buffy, or if you're about to watch the series for the 14th time, come over and join us. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at BufferingCast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.